0: From the verse which said verse 27 it said that you have to practice devotional service unto the lord and remove all the contaminations from the mind of material possession and you have to carefully avoid associating with the material modes which is a form of nothing but maya or as we call it a prakriti a portion of the prakriti now what was being said is expanded over here in verse 28 so Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 11, part 2, chapter 28, Nyan Yoga, verse 28. Just as an importantly, improperly treated disease reoccurs and gives repeated distress to the patient, the mind that is not completely purified of its perverted tendencies will remain attached to material things and repeatedly torment the imperfect yogi. So, I'll read it again if you want. It's an interesting line. Just as an improperly treated disease recurs and gives repeated distress to the patient, the mind that is not completely purified of its perverted tendencies will remain attached to material things and repeatedly torment the imperfect yogi. So, the previous verse we were discussing about how the mind needs to be perfected by practicing devotional service and removing all the contaminations in the mind. In this verse, he is talking about the recurrence of disease. Now, what exactly is he saying? Krishna is telling Uddhava that if you are not going to take care of your mind, the mind is continuously going to fall. How does it fall? It falls repeatedly and repeat. I mean, there is no way in which you can control it after that. How does the repetition happen? Let us take a simple example. Today in the morning I was reading about a young boy who was who had given his SSC examination that is the examination which is very crucial to most of the students from the school who go to the college and this boy had 624 marks out of 625. So this young boy from Belgaum who had 624 marks out of 625 was not happy with the result. So he went for reassessment and he told the board, I think you have done something wrong. The board reassessed his paper because he insisted on finding out where did he miss that one mark and the board gave him 625 out of 625. He is a young Muslim boy whose father teaches in a madrasa and a mother is a Kannada teacher in a school. His father said that My son is a studious person. He doesn't indulge in the social media. He doesn't have any, you know, connection with the social media. And you may say that this person is only studious. He is not interested in any other thing. No, he is a leader of the social service group in his school, which is called National Social Services. I hope you understand what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this, that you have to be so good. The confidence which he showed that he is going to get 100% marks, 100% marks, do you have such a confidence in your devotional service? It's like we were discussing a few days ago about attendance for the satsang. You will find that attendance for the satsang is sporadic. When people are sitting for the satsang, I would like to ask you one thing. When you have an examination like This boy had an examination and you had to write an examination, what were you doing? Were you looking up your Facebook or some other thing? I am sure you were not. You were focused in that examination. If you had an interview, do you think you would be calling up your mother, talking to some friend of yours or indulging in some other activity? No. You are focused in the interview, you may be trying to read about the company, you would be trying to decipher about the company, you want to know more and more so that you can pass in your examination in that particular interview. But the casual attitude people take when they attend a satsang, which is supposed to give them emancipation by the way, I mean if you are not interested in emancipation then there is no point in sitting over here. If you are not interested in a spiritual knowledge then why are you sitting over here? Then you, there is no need. I mean, you are wasting your life and time. Please understand. If you have some, something important to do, please do that. The amount of importance that you give to a devotional service. Here you will find people are writing updates and other things. They are busy looking up news in, because, you know, the satsang has not started. It's like the movie has not started. So, can I look up news? Can I look up my phone? Can I do this? Can I do that? And again, most important is called involvement. You are sitting in a satsang. A satsang is conducted in an atmosphere of a commune. A commune, you understand what a commune is? It's a community where people help each other. They're not just there for the heck of it. So you help around, you look around, you do something. You be a help, not a hindrance. So when you join a satsang, phones, Other things are there, which is not a done thing. Do you think you will be allowed for an IAS examination with your cell phone? Do you think you can go and surf the internet when you are giving interviews? If you think your father or mother is dead, do you think when somebody is dead, you are going to be, oh, let me look up the news. You know why? Because my father is dead or my mother is dead. Okay. Nowadays, okay. Anyway, they are gone. Let me look up the news. This is the importance that you give. If you are going to do any other thing besides helping. So, if you are on a remote call, that means now you are sitting in another place. Can you be focused? If it was an interview call, how focused will you be? Because you think getting a job and getting the money and getting a status and getting all those things in the world is important. Krishna is talking of devotion over here. And devotion is in love and devotion. You know, it is not hatred and whatever the hell that you are up to. No, it is not about showing tantrums, it is not about getting angry with people, no, it is about being a part and parcel, it is being a group, okay. The most important thing, the idea that you are a part of a commune, you are a part of a group, you are a part of the devotional aspect of the Lord, we are not here for the heck of it. Are Are we coming here for enjoyment? We are not come here for enjoyment. The purpose of being a part of a satsang is ultimate. He is talking about becoming a yogi. And becoming a yogi means perfection in yoga. You got what I am saying? Perfection in yoga first starts with a disciplined approach, helpful approach, kindness, compassion, love, understanding. These are the words, isn't it? But if you are used to certain things, what will happen? Then you are bringing the trash from your past life over here. What is the trash from your past life? Most important is called the mind. You understand what the mind is? Why are you joining a satsang? Why are you joining uh, uh, a guru's place? Why are you doing this? I mean, why are you doing this? Do you know? You are doing this because For you, the most important thing is devotion to the Lord. And I am like a teacher who is going to teach you to reach over there. So, and there is a modus operandi. How do you operate over there? Isn't that the truth? Suppose you were to join an army school. Do you think you can take it casually? You can dress whichever way you want. You can be whichever way you like. You know how your commander is going to be the one who is going to be pushing you along i'm not saying that it's it's maybe you will call it like a you know a very rigorous training over there do you think this training is lesser rigorous when people treat spirituality as a less rigorous kind of an oh relaxed atmosphere then there is something desperately wrong this is more severe more severe and more intense than any interviews of this world, than any army trainings of this world. Even the black cat commandos cannot get this kind of training because black cat commandos will be retiring at the age of 58. Here you are going to be retiring straight to the second divine unmanifest, isn't it? Huh? There is Huh? no life and death. So, treating this is very very important, alright. Most important part is it is voluntary. You have come With an intention that you want to learn and you want to do something. So, please learn and do something. Don't treat it as casually. Hmm? Second, you have habits which you have brought from your past life. Do you think you can carry your habits in a training school in an army school? Uh, You know know that army training thing? Can you carry your habits? Oh, I was smoking over there. So, I will smoke over there. Oh, I would throw my shoes around. Can I throw my shoes around? I am used to reading only comic books. So I am going to read comic books in the uh, you know school over there. I am sorry. You know the navy seals. I am sure if you have seen the how the navy seals of the US marine corps. Yeah, the way they are treated, the way they have to. You should see the way in which they are pushed inside the water. It is not a joke. This training of spirituality is more severe than that. Okay, So, The mind that is not completely purified of perverted tendencies. If your mind is having perverted tendencies, what is perverted tendencies? Perverted tendencies are those tendencies which you have brought from your material world. Isn't it true? The way you dress, the way you interact with people. Do you think you can interact in the same way with what you used to do in the past? You can't. You have joined a training school for the elite. You know what an elite training school is? This is more elite than what you can ever dream of. And in the elite training school, there is a commander-in-chief. There is a person who is going to push the hell. You know, he is going to be a very big tyrant. Though I have been called many a times as a Hitler and a tyrant by most of the people. But they have really not seen what a Hitler and a tyrant can do in spirituality. Tolerance is what I do. But I don't think tolerance is going to help because you bring your attitude and you bring your way of living over here is not the way that is to be done. So please stay put those things out of the system. I need a pure mind over here for you to grow and how does the purity of mind come? You have to clean the entire mind of all the material worldly crap. Do you understand what I am saying? Starting from the way you get up in the morning to the way you go to sleep. Do you think that is, that is how the whole thing works or no? So, there is a decorum, there is a way of living. Provided you want a change in your life. If you casually are a casual person over here, then there is no change that is going to happen. But remember one thing, when you want to get all your goodies, you have to go to the same goodie bank of the Lord, isn't it? You have to go to the same bank. And and you have to ask him for it. But he is assessing everything. An assessment is done of every person, every individual. How do they behave? What do they do? How is there? It's exactly like the schools. 625 on 625 marks is important. Do you understand what I am talking? So, let us say you are having a habit in the past. Let us take an important habit. A habit of... Let us say, drinking 10 cups of coffee a day or maybe 5 cups of coffee a day. You have a habit. It's a habit from your past life. When you come inside this place, the habit has to be kept outside. Just like you keep all your habits outside in the training schools of the marine, this is a worse place than that, isn't it? Because you aim is to become the number one in that world, isn't it? When you join the marine corps, what are you doing? You are basically interested in becoming the best marine in the world, isn't it? So, here if you want to be the best devotee, you have to do all those things. So, what does it work? So, five cups of coffee, do you think you can say, I will now do, okay, because it's like this, so I will do only three cups. Do you think you can do three cups? No. Second, can I do one cup? No. Have you ever been to the Hare Krishna place? You know Hare Krishna, Hare Rama, that uh, ISKCON temple? Do you think you get a cup of tea and a coffee over there? If you have joined Iskon, do you think you get a cup of tea or a coffee to drink? No. They have a drink over there, which is, I don't know what they call it. That is what you get. So, this is your past five cups of coffee to today having kashaya or some kind of a drink. Accept it or no? You have no choice. In the army training school, there is a time when you come for breakfast. There is a time when you drink certain things. There is a time in which you dress up for the activity. If the commander says you have to go for 6 kilometer run, do you go for that? Of course, you will have to go, right? It's raining. Can you say, Commander sahab, barish ho raha hai, main abhi nahi ja sakta Do you think you can, you have the guts to tell the commander like that? The commander is saying you have to go for a run in 6 kilometers in heavy rain. Do you think you have to go or no? You have to go. So, this kind of effort is required. And that is what is the assessment for devotion also. A devotional service is a service. Do you understand what I said? Nevertheless, see I will read the line again. Nevertheless, Until by firmly practicing devotional service only unto me, that is, to me, one has completely eliminated from his mind all material, all contaminations of material possessions, passions. Material passion. What is the material passion? I explained about the coffee. I will explain to you about lifestyle of living on the clothes or something like that. Suppose you are used to wearing fancy clothes from fancy outlets. In devotional service, do you think you can wear whatever you feel like? Think about it. In ashrams, they wear orange clothes for what? So, that it there is no discrimination between anybody. You know that? So, that everybody wears orange for that reason. Because if you are going to put your mind to the clothes you are wearing, you are not going to doing, be doing any practicing devotional service. You are not doing that. Next. If you have your own way of, okay, way of living, do you think you are practicing devotional service? No way. Practicing devotional service means you have to be part and parcel of the entire process from the preparation of the day. Like I can tell you what happens in the beginning of the day to the end of the day. In a big hall, the cleaning of the hall is done by the students, by the disciples, by the devotees. Preparation of that entire place including the putting up of the garlands, the flowers, everything is done by people around in silence and no anger over there. Why the hell are you coming in my way? Nobody says those words. We have to do it in silence. After that, they lay out the entire seating arrangement. The seating is normally done on a satranji, um, a carpet, kind of a carpet. Everybody sits over there silently. Do you think they have come with their You know, sweaters and jackets and stuff like that. I am going to ask you this question. Do you think that is what they come up with? Does anybody come up with that? No. They have come to listen and they have come to do the sadhana. The sadhana is important. It is not comfort level. If you are looking for comfort, then you should join the the yoga, international yoga groups. You know, all those people who will tell you, you know, okay, now you can wear, you know, those mom and what those kind of clothes. No. This is not a place like that there is a way. So you sit like that. There is a satsang which happens. The morning prayers are there. Can you say, like I was a part of a place where the morning prayers were important. No, 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 no. I can't sing. so I am not going to sing. You think you are allowed to do that? It's a devotional activity. Whether you like it or not. Just like Raj, Raj sings the Janagana Mana in a theater. You know, she will say, Janagana mana adina. You know, the national anthem, why is it that you can't sing over here? So, singing is a part of an activity. Those kind of things are there. So, devotional service, we are talking about devotional service. We are not talking about something else. Okay. Firmly practicing devotional service. Firmly means? Absolutely firm. Firmly practicing devotional service. Then only you can eliminate the mind. But if you think you want to eliminate the mind in any other way, it's not going to happen. I can write and give you. It's written in this verse also. Your mind can never be overcome if you are not practicing this kind of a discipline which is called the spiritual discipline. Your mind is going to be like a bomb, you know, literally like a big H-bomb or an A-bomb or something like that. It's going to burst one of these. You're never going to go anywhere. And if you are associating with the material modes, one must very carefully avoid associating with material modes. What is material modes? Material modes means the material way of living, the way we were used to living. How are you, were you used to living? You know, Uber. Ting ding ding ling ling. You know, use your app, go buy Uber. Huh? I want something. Jometo. Order for it. So, you order your meal, uh, do this, do that. You know those kind of things you are used to in your material world. Hmm? I want to go for this, I want to do that, I want to do... That is the one thing that you need to avoid because that is material contamination. Material contamination contaminates your entire mind, the process which you are supposed to. Otherwise, you have to be in that side of the world. Then the most important thing is if you have not come for changing yourself and your mind, then you have to be entirely on the material realm. Then you don't have to be in this spiritual world at all. You understand what I say? This is the most important part. (laughs) If you think you are a part of this devotional aspect of the Lord, then there are certain methodologies. Just like you have methodologies in all these Navy SEAL schools and all that place. Forget Navy school. If you have joined even, you know, all those foreign schools that are there. What do you call them? Uh, international schools. I am sure you know, I have heard of the international schools in, in India. Bangalore, there are too many. Do you think you can practice the way you want to? If there is a lights out, there is a lights out, isn't it? Can you say, no, I am going to, I am going to use my phone and the battery inside of it and read something. No, if the lights out is there, lights out is there. So many years, the children go to international schools. Do they follow a regime? Yes. Is there a matron? Yes. Does the matron look into how many toothpaste, toothbrush, these, that? Does she look into it? Of course. You know, the residential schools are always monitored. Can you wash your clothes whichever way you like? No. There is a washing schedule. Why is this discipline given? So that you become the number one student. So, if you can expect your own self or your child or whoever to be a very good student, isn't that what you are supposed to do? Follow a regime, like study regime. You have to follow. You want to be a PhD or something, do you think you can get a PhD just for, okay, 10 rupee ka PhD do. I mean, go and buy 10 rupee PhD? A certificate from the market? No, you have to work very hard. And there is a regime. You have to set a certain thing. So, in this also, spiritual world also, we set certain rules for you to become perfect in devotional service. So, but let us say, You have joined a satsang, you have joined this ashram, you have joined a part of my group and then you take it very casually. Just as an improperly treated disease recurs and gives repeated distress to the patient, the mind that is not completely purified of its perverted tendencies will remain attached to material things and repeatedly torment the imperfect yogi. So those who are a part of this group, are called yogis, okay. Not that yogi with that sandy and all that, okay. Yogi means you are a yogi. You You may be a bald person also, does not matter. Well, as a yogi, you are a part of the group. But why do you want to become an imperfect yogi? No. Perfection in yoga is important. So, disciplinary approach towards everything is important. And can you leave your tendencies outside? you know tendencies outside means do not come with your mind do not come here with your mind because if you come with your mind what is going to happen you are going to teach people around you all your nonsensical stuff alright what is the nonsensical stuff we should buy the best we should use the best no a place a commune is a place where we use average stuff which is used by average people now people want to eat in banana leaves you know banana leaves you know eating food in banana leaves is very interesting for a marriage ceremony but can i get a spoon can i get a fork can i get this can i get that on a banana leaf think you want to eat on a banana leaf on one side and on the other side you are talking about all the foreign stuff how does that work Your past life must have been with all those, you know, forks and knives, these, that, all those kind of things. It's not that I don't allow, by the way, I'm not talking about this place. I can definitely correlate to people. So, like I said, I I have tolerance towards a lot of things. But remember, if you want to excel, you cannot have tolerance. I cannot have tolerance. I need to become worse than any dictator in the world. Because if if I want you to reach your top, then I have to always do that. Push you, push you, push you, push you, push you. Okay. So, yesterday, coming on to this. Yesterday, we had a satsang. Uh, some of you, I think, uh, three, four people are over here were not a part of this. So, I will repeat the little bit. For two, three minutes only, I will repeat. Everybody wants to excel. Okay. Just an idea of getting up in the morning, eating a food in a particular way, you know, having your bath at a particular time, all that kind of stuff is very, very common. When you do it in a clockwork precision, clockwork means, suppose at 7 o'clock in the morning you have breakfast, 7 o'clock breakfast, 7 o'clock breakfast, every day on the day number one, 7 o'clock breakfast, day number two, 7 o'clock breakfast, day number three, 7 o'clock breakfast, every day, 30 days if you have breakfast at 7 a.m., bath at say 8.30 or whatever, I don't know, I'm just saying, (coughs) go out for a walk at 6.30 in the evening or 5.30 in the evening, 5.30 to 6.30 walk, you are doing it on a regular basis. Should I commend you for that? Should I say that you have done a great job? Or should I be very happy about you? No. Do you commend yourself when every day when you brush your teeth? I brushed my teeth today very nicely. No. But let us say you brush your teeth in the Julia Roberts fashion. Do you know what is a Julia Roberts fashion? Julia Roberts father taught her how to have white teeth. You know white teeth? You, have you seen Julia Roberts teeth? They are white in color. How, do, how does she have white teeth? Well, she takes, you know that sodium bicarbonate. What you use in baking and all that? Baking powder. And then she does it. The baking powder gives that white effect. Well, if you are doing brushing your teeth, brushing your teeth, brushing your teeth, then one day suddenly Julia Roberts method. And then you will say, wow, I got white teeth. Then you, I will say, yes, you have done a great job. Then after that, you go and knock your teeth out, all your teeth out. Then I say, you have done a still greater job. Isn't it a blip on the radar somewhere? So the line was going straight and now suddenly there is like this. So in spirituality, you are expected to do normal stuff like get up in the morning, do your exercise like a habit. You understand, habit means what? It's like a regular thing in your world. But Krishna says, I don't want to see your habit. I want to see exemplary action, not nonsensical action. I was getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning every day. One day I got up at 8.30. That is not exemplary. Exemplary means I used get up at 6 a.m. in the morning. One day I got up at 4. Second day I got up at 4.30. Okay. And you continue to get up at 4 and 4.30, exemplary action. But then, should I say that you have to do better? Of course. So, I gave an example of a person. Now, this person has got 10,000 inventions, 10,000 inventions against his name. He has written 10,000 papers. I'm sorry, for some people it's a repetition, but listen to it. 10,000 inventions, 10,000 papers he has written. How many years do you think? you will take to write 10,000 papers. Assume you do one paper a day. Assume you do one paper a day. That means 365 papers, right? It would take approximately 27 years. Every day, 365 days, 24 bar 7, doing one paper a day. Do you think you have the guts to do that? No. Every day working like this only? No. Second thing, every invention was different, not the same. Every invention was different. He wrote the theory and then he made the practical demonstration of that object also. That means how much time do you think that person would have taken? This man was also the person who invented the first aeroplane. I mean he created a aeroplane, aircraft 400 years ago. It's not uh, Wright Brothers. Wright Brothers is now. (laughs) This is more before that. He was a painter, a sculptor, a scholar, a musician, this, that and everything in the world. He was everything. If this person could do all these things, can you imagine what he must be? He was a genius. This man, his name is Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci. The funny part about it was, you can write in straight. He was writing in a mirror image on all his papers. Actually, it is there in my Facebook page. Somewhere down it is there. So, if you come to know about this, can you be so exemplary in life? Krishna would have definitely given him, you know, special pass to his <laughs> Goloka. I am sure Leonardo da Vinci must be sitting over there inventing something, God knows what. But think about it, this is what it means. So, if you want to excel, then only you can do something better. So, so that this disease of your past life does not recur like I told you 5 cups of tea or coffee. No, it should not come back to you. You have a lifestyle in the past. That should not be the one over here. When you join a satsang, when you be a part of a guru's commune, you cannot have your past bring brought over here. Because you know how you join a commune? Do you know how you join a commune? When you come to the guru, first and foremost, he removes everything that you have from top to toe. You know that from here to bottom. Your clothes, your hair, everything is given away. Then you are given a new name. Why? Because your old body has to be destroyed. That means the guru is not murdering you. No. He is not killing your body or anything like that. What he is doing is he is dipping you in this solution of you know aqua regia. Have you heard of the word aqua regia time in life? No, you see aqua regia is the only thing which can dissolve gold. <laughs> it's a solution of sodium, you know. Have you heard of nitric acid? Yes. You have heard of sulfuric acid? Yes. A combination of nitric and sulfuric acid gives you aqua regia, And you dip gold into that, it dissolves. Otherwise, gold doesn't dissolve in anything. So, it's like that. You have to go through this process of change. So, when the guru gives you new clothes to wear and he gives you new You know, headgear also. You have a new name. And when you have a new name, he tells you, okay, from today onwards you can do this. So, every past tendency of yours has to be kept outside. It has to be left outside the door. And then you start a new life. Which means, starting your life from A, B, C, D onwards. Learning the process. Learning the process doesn't mean, you know, Guruji, I don't know how to drink from a cup. Don't say that you know how to drink from a cup? Common sense will tell you. So, drink it from a cup. You should know all that. What it means is the way of thinking. The mind which you carried in the past cannot be brought over here. So, the mind that is not completely purified of its perverted tendencies will remain attached to material things and repeatedly torment a per imperfect yogi. So, don't be an imperfect yogi. Be a perfect yogi by firmly practicing devotional service with mind completely eliminated of all the contaminations of material passion. Okay, This is verse number 28. Sometimes the progress of imperfect transcendentalist is checked by attachment to family members, disciples or others who are sent by envious demigods for that purpose. But on the strength of their accumulated advancements, such imperfect transcendentalists will resume their practice of yoga in the next life. They will never again be trapped in the network of fruitive work. This is important. Sometimes the progress of imperfect transcendentalists that means these yogis who are imperfect, no, they have come with all their trash from outside and they are again repeating the same nonsense over here. What happens to them? is checked by attachment to family members, disciples and others. Suppose there is one disciple in a group of hundred who has got the tendency because he is an imperfect one. You know what is the tendency that he has? He loves to watch porn and he has bought his collection of porn from outside. Isn't that the stupidest thing on earth? You can't do that. But I just gave you an extreme example. Let us try this extreme example. I know there are very simple examples also but extreme examples. So... Then the hundred other students are there. You want to watch? We will also watch. Tumari sulu Like that. Everybody wants to watch. Then what is the point? You should be able to say no and get out of that place. You know, not get into it, not get into it, get out of it. Stay away from it because you are on the path of devotion. A devotional path is very, very fraught with difficulties. It is fraught with difficulty. Those who heard me during this jnana yoga and karma yoga thought it was difficult. Devotional services is is it difficult or no? Of course it is little bit difficult. (laughs) Well, to become straight you have to do a lot of things. Isn't it? You want to become a perfect being so you have to leave. First important point in the world. What is it? Who is going to disturb you? Your family is going to disturb you. The attachment. Sometimes the progress of imperfect transcendentalism is checked by the attachment to family members. You have a family, and the family is going to be your hindrance in the spiritual domain. If you have attachment to them, then what will happen is let us take one example of a young boy who had gone to meet Ram Krishna Ji, Ram Krishna Paramahansa, and this young boy he tells Ram Ji. I have to go home. So, Ramakrishna Ji says, Okay, you know my mummy and daddy, my mother is telling me that you should not go to meet Ram Krishna Paramahansa. You know the reason why? Because he is twisting and turning your mind towards God. You should be getting married and settling down in life. You should be looking for nice girls out there and trying to settle your life. So, when Ramakrishna Ji was asked this question, This boy's young mother, this young boy's mother is saying that this is what she is supposed to do. Ramakrishna ji gave an example. You know what he said? You should not follow such a mother. Don't listen to her. Pralada never listened to his father who was telling him not to become spiritual. Okay. Bharata never listened to his mother. Isn't it? Likewise, don't listen to the people who tell you That you should not be in this place. Any family member of yours who is talking this kind of a language is actually pulling you away from spirituality. You want to get lost in the material world and you want to get into that. There is no way you can be saved. Family is a biggest hindrance, let me tell you. Second, other disciples. Disciples come with their, you know, that mindset of theirs from outside. Not everybody can be perfect. So, those who come with their imperfect mindset, they will come with their own mindset saying, you know, this is what we got to do. If this is what we got to do, then you will listen to the other person. Isn't that the truth? Another disciple can be a hindrance to you also. If one person is behaving in an impossible manner or in a difficult manner or is not a help anywhere is a character who is disrupting the entire place, the progress of this transcendentalist is checked by such kind of a disciple and others. So, never get trapped into this kind of a thing. There is a guru over there in a a place like this. He can guide you better. But are are you willing to listen to him? That's a big question. Who are sent by envious demigods for that purpose? The demigods are the one who are sending these disciples, this mother, father or these other people in your world to disrupt your life. Because you are on the path of spiritual, they will tell you all the nonsensical stuff. They will dissuade you. They will tell you whatever that is there in this world, which is going to take you away from transcendentalism. That means from spirituality. But if you have done certain good deeds, in spiritual world but on the strength of their accumulated advancement such imperfect transcendentalists will resume their practice of yoga in the next life. In this life you cannot resume no way because if you have fallen into the trap let us take one example what is the example that I can give you just now. You know this tobacco is called khaini people are used to eating tobacco. They keep it over here. Or snuff. You know snuff. In olden times, they used to carry snuff. Or today, gutka. Tobacco again a kind of a thing. Cigarettes. Chilums. You know the chilums where they put that marijuana and they smoke it. All the yogis do that. You have heard that. Suppose one of them introduces you to the subject of let us say smoking pot. Because according to them, by smoking pot, you will get God. I never knew that, you know, pot and then God. Nothing like that. You break your pot over there. So, what happens to this individual? This individual gets carried away by that pot. Carried away by that gutka or khaini or whatever that is. All the negative bad habits You get carried away. Other people also get carried away. Do you think they can return back? the return is extremely difficult so spiritual world stops for them this progress in spirituality stops there itself if you are getting carried away by those kind of tendencies you are going to stop your spiritual progress then when will it resume the transcendent the such imperfect transcendentalist will resume their practice of yoga only in the next life not in this life in this life you have stopped all your progress it's a very Tragic thing, isn't it? So, when you come the next time, then only you will be able to do something about it. Otherwise, not. So, can we not do that? So, they will never again be trapped in the network of fruitive work. So, only in the next life will Krishna say that now I am clearing up the path and now you are free to proceed, which gives us another new story. So, what happens to the people who leave and go? There are lots of people who join, who leave and then they go. What happens to them? Nothing happens to them. They will have to meet their guru in the next life somewhere. And then the progress from that point will start. So finally, you have to come back to the same point and start the journey all over again. Did you get the point? It is like getting into an aircraft. Okay. The aircraft is going to fly from New Jersey. To say Mumbai and now there is a fight on the aircraft somewhere over the ocean. You know how air hostesses and pilots and all those stewards and all nowadays they are very very strict. So let us say somebody says I want another glass of wine and the air hostess says no. But you can give me a glass of wine. No. So there is a kind of an altercation over there saying you you can definitely give me. No, aircraft rule says, I want to use the toilet in the first class. No, use the toilet behind. He says, all the toilets behind are occupied. Can I use the one in the first class cabin? No, then I'm going to shit in my pants. <laughs> so the, the air hostess will go and tell the pilot and the pilot will turn the aircraft back again. The disruptive passenger over here, he has to be offloaded. So they will come back to New Jersey only. They won't go to London. <laughs> and you'll be offloaded over there. So it's exactly like that. You have to start from the same place all over again. Why do you want to start from the same place? Can you not continue in this life? Why do you want to keep on falling? So stop yourself from making those mistakes. Stop. Don't get angry. Don't get upset. Don't, do not allow that ego to come in the way. Do not say bad words. Don't open your mouth and say anything nonsensical. Keep your mouth shut. Just follow the rules. Otherwise, you are free to be a material-worldly person and go back into the material domain and do whatever you want to. There you are free to do whatever. And then you have a cycle of life and death. It is not that there is a a threat over there. No, no, no. It's not a threat. 99.9% of the people have the cycle of life life and death and life and death and life and death and life and death and life and death. 99.9% of the people you can be that. Why you want to be Leonardo da Vinci, no? You don't even have to be Leonardo da Vinci. You can be an average human being. You want to excel. You want to be the best of the devotees. This is what you got to do. Excel yourself. Excelling yourself in whatever you do. Practice the yoga of discipline. The yoga of devotional service is a highly disciplined approach towards God. Now, in the next one minute, I will tell you what is the approach. The disciplined approach, number one, do your service. You know, service means what? Not with reluctance. Don't do it with reluctance. Do it with full heart in it. Do your daily rituals, whatever they might be. It could be getting up early in the morning, doing your prayers, saying pujas, you know, all those kind of things. You want to listen to devotional music, please listen. You want to do meditation, whatever your guru has prescribed you, you should do. Don't do it with reluctance. And don't say these words, this Hitler is telling me to do that. You understand what I am saying? The Hitler guru is telling me that I am supposed to do this. The moment you say those words, you are back to square one where you started. Don't even say those words, they are not good. If you think there is a Hitler regime, then you are better off in the material world, isn't it? Where nobody gives a damn to you and you think you are a free bird over there. You know how many problems are there in that world? So better to be in this world and follow a strict devotional path so that and don't fall on it. Don't ever fall on it because don't give up to temptation. Whatever the temptations might be, whatever the obstacles might be, overcome them become strong, become powerful, become great, you know, go towards excellence. If you stop and you fall down, then you have to come back in your next life and start from where you stopped. So, those who have left and gone, like I said, they will have to start from where they have left. So, suppose you have left at point, then there is no way in which you can be brought back and start the process all over again, it is not possible. But most important part is, it has to be a devotional service. Devotional service, firmly practicing devotional service. Let us not mix up the words, alright. So practice devotional service, tomorrow I will tell you how this devotional service works. I was going to give you a small hint, but then I thought to myself that it is a big satsang. (laughs) <laughs> it is not a small one. Diversion service is not so simple. Let us go into it tomorrow onwards. We will do another one where you will get an idea about what it is. Alright. So, we will stop over here and I shall resume tomorrow.